Welcome back to the Dr. Body Mind Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic health care that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Okay, Gail is an author, a teacher, and the founder of Blossom and Berry, an organization to teach love to parents and babies across the world through baby massage and yoga, because love creates love. Gail, welcome. Welcome, welcome. This is fantastic to be here. So excited. It's really exciting. It's really exciting, and it's it's such a beautiful line to lead your business from love creates love I mean on the surface of it it seems obvious but can you explain why this is so important and how you teach it absolutely so love does indeed create love <laughs> and um, this was a beautiful mantra that was actually gifted to me by one of my business partners in Italy when I made a very spontaneous decision to follow little synchronicities and set up a training in Italy for the very first time um, and I was gifted with this wonderful wonderful teacher now my business partner Christina and I flew to Italy with very little preparation and arrived in a yoga studio there and on the wall was uh, this mantra love creates love and as soon as I saw those words it was like that's it that is what I'm teaching that is what um, baby massage and baby yoga classes or safe spaces safe spaces for parents and babies are all about is cultivating a sense of love amplifying love in each other and through that sensation and feeling and experience of love we expand and I believe it it creates that, that natural instinct to create more more joy more expansion more freedom more acceptance more trust more kindness more compassion however you want to label love um, but when we feel it in our body we have a sense of expansion or creation, which then creates more love. And uh, so that's really what's been at the heart of Blossom Berry. It started off with me loving uh, my daughter who brought Blossom and Berry to me and activated me. So I would start teaching baby massage and yoga. And then it's been amplified through building my community of over 2000 teachers across the world who also teach love. And so love is being created in all times and all spaces all over the world without me really aware of that. <laughs> so it's so powerful. It actually, just saying it now has made me realize, wow, you know, it is, it is a very powerful, powerful force in the world. <laughs> well, well, you are a very powerful force in the world. <laughs> and, you know, I'm just struck by, I think we can get, a little bit distracted perhaps at what some of these classes like a yoga baby class, a, a baby yoga class, I should say, or a massage class on getting it right. And, you know, and, and, and ensuring, you know, that, that, you know, the specifics in a way, but what I'm really hearing that all that the yoga and the massage are doing is creating a safe space for a connection 
um, to develop and through that connection, an embodiment, an experience of love being given and received. You should come be my copywriter. You just totally nailed it. (laughs) Yes. No, I mean, what for many, many years, I said I teach baby massage and yoga. And of course, there are many documented benefits of baby massage and yoga, loads of science, loads of research from epigenetics, neuroscience, um, early childhood development, um, attachment theory. So there's plenty of science to support it. And, you know, I am a, a real mix of science and woo. I love both. And for me, they give me the, the holistic view of what it is I'm talking about. It gives me the confidence to come from a quantitative point of view, um, but also understand intuitively the qualitative, like, you know, um, effects of doing it. So there was plenty of that. So for a long time, I talked about teaching baby massage and yoga. Uh, and I was very much sort of in that more masculine science frame. And then, like I said, literally, when I went to Italy, something sort of happened. And I suddenly became aware that baby massage puts love into action. Because as a parent, we read about all the things that we should, in inverted commas, be doing to create a bond, to create attachment. But actually, we're all in our heads. We're thinking about it. You know, we're we're planning, we're strategizing, we're expecting that if we do this, then our babies will do that. Whereas what baby massage does is it brings you into the present moment where you actually connect with your baby and you meet your baby where they are. You witness them in their wholeness with whatever they need at that point without judgment of yourself or your baby and you simply be you know rather than doing a baby massage with your baby you are being with your baby in that space connecting through your body through your hands through your heart to baby through their felt senses which directly communicates love into their body as a feeling as a sensation that nothing else in terms of baby's development can communicate that you know no beautiful nursery neural no amazing pram no fantastic cute little outfit yes i know as parents we love all of that stuff um and there's nothing wrong with celebrating your baby and having fun and enjoyment around all of these things but if we were stripping it back to how we communicate love to babies is through their felt senses, it's through touch, it's through movement, it's through presence, it's through eye contact, it's through singing. All of the things that humans throughout time and all traditions and all cultures recognize as community building, connection establishing, hardwired activities into our brain that we search out and seek, you know, dance, music, breath, eye contact, touch, all of these things. Um, And somewhere in the roundabout the sort of 70s, we lost this a little bit when parenting went quite sort of structured and it was all sort of routine based. And we were doing a lot of much more of a masculine sort of paradigm about fixing babies or getting babies to feed on X number of, you know, hours in between and sleeping X number of hours through the night and disregarding the fact that babies are humans. Every single one is different. You wouldn't, I wouldn't expect you to sleep at the same time as me or eat at the same time as me or go to the toilet at the same time as me. And yet with babies, there's a whole kind of vanilla flavoring of babies 
not realizing that they're actually individual humans <laughs> and that, you know, one size does not fit all babies in the same way that it doesn't fit adults, you know, um, and there's much I could talk about this. I have a whole concept of Blossom and Berry called 100% love, which is all about the fact that when babies are born, they come, they come in as 100% love. You know, they, they don't have any sense of not being entirely perfect and worthy to receive. In fact, they just trust that all their needs will be met. And then slowly through projections from society, from communities, from families, from parents, individual parents, unintentionally, completely unintentionally, you know, you're born, you're like, how much does a baby weigh? Are they, do they weigh too much or too little? Okay, let's go down to 99%. How much are they feeding? Are they fed now? Are they breastfeeding? They're not feeding. Okay, let's go down another percentage. And literally throughout our lives, if we're not careful, we're depleting that state of pureness, perfection, 100% love, um, through every expectation that is applied to us from outside. So part of what Blossom and Berry does is create a space where you can just step back and go, I made a baby, <laughs> you know, I made a human and this is amazing and incredible. And I've got this opportunity to lead my baby and be with my baby and guide my baby, another human soul. I mean, what a responsibility, what a joy, um, rather than feeling like you're constantly failing or that you can't measure up to an expectation of society or motherhood or fatherhood or whatever. So for, for quite for, for decades, at, at least, it seems as though there has been a conditioning in the way that parents have been taught to parent and that that sort of ex the experience of the love that their children our parents and so it goes has um i guess received has then really impacted how then we love ourselves and then are able to love our babies yeah well this is why it's love creates love because this is our chance to heal intergenerational trauma that is because you know you can't blame your parents you might want to blame your parents you can't blame your parents because they are a, a product of a society at a certain time where they would have believed or known that that was the best thing for their baby or just within themselves even if they weren't listening to cultural kind of uh, guidance on what you should be doing everyone's just doing the best they can at that point so there's no point in blaming or shaming or judging or really kind of carrying that with you because it is in within you and then as you parent that's going to show up and then you can either project that into the next generation and they can carry that or we can become just more mindful of that and actually allow our babies to heal us in we get a choice when we we're met with those triggers do I go, oh, you know, go into that pattern, which won't just be, you know, turning up in parenting. It will be everywhere, It'll be in every relationship, in your business or your relationships with your with your, in, your intimate relationships, your parents, your friendships, whatever. We can't detach from, you know, everywhere you go, there you are. Yeah. You know, so we get we can actually see babies as these beautiful kind of healers for us. Um, and yet we see the magic in babies and then we try to squeeze it into a box that is called a good baby. 
And therefore, we're just we're not progressing with that expansion. We're either pausing, staying as we are or amplifying the past again into the future. So it's so important, this work It is so much more than just a baby class. You know, and this is why, you know, my teachers are absolutely incredible. And I love each and every one of them because they've helped me to put this message out into the world um, in a way that. If I had taught locally, maybe I would have reached over the last 20 years, maybe, I don't know, 2000 parents and babies or something like that. But, you know, a, a rough kind of estimate across the board in Blossom and Berry over the last 20 years, we, we've probably touched the lives of over half a million babies. And it's definitely my intention over the, my lifetime for it to be millions, for sure. So, you know, this is where the work is. This is where the power is. And you know unfortunately in society the value of parenting and caring is very very low it's not seen in the same way as say money working with money or property or any those things you know this is the future that we're holding in our arms across the nation across the world and Everything that we're doing is shaping the future leaders, you know, the future members of society. So powerful to value the village, value the, you know, the family. Um, and, you know, the, the, the main challenge there is that the parents themselves don't have a lot of support. And so, you know, as you said, you have to muster up what, the lo- what love you have inside of you, which for every person could be, you know, you could be on 2% love. You know, you came in at 100, but because of what happened, you're on 2%. So where, where to find the capacity to love another is hard, which is why, you know, the village is so important, but not always present, you know. I mean, this is such deep work, Gail. I mean, you're, you're teaching, you're teaching love. And I often, I, I sort of, I really see a parallel with, the healthcare work that I'm doing in in A and E and in our hospitals, like with the staff and um, our nursing staff and and medical staff, you know, this is a caring profession that we all went into. We all wanted to care for our patients, but the conditions through which we are being made to work make that um, really difficult to 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 give and receive and there's something being really lost in the in the in the relationship that that we can have with our patients which affects the love and the care that we can both give and receive and yeah. so I'm really noticing a, a, a parallel a parallel there we have to feel cared for in order to care for others we have to experience the care what it feels like to feel cared for to know how nourishing that feels and how important that is so we can and want to pass that on and I guess it's a very similar thing to what you're saying around love that we have to learn sometimes what it feels like to receive that love to be able to um, give it absolutely you know, it's like, you know, when I first thought, well, I sort of had this kind of, I, it was like a kind of channeled message actually about 100% love for babies. Like, I got a very strange connection with my work where I just received these sort of guidance of what to talk about. And 100% love to babies just came to me, you know, like, you know, when you're just staring out the window, it was like, oh, 
that's what it is, you know. Um, and one of the things I was worried about talking about 100% love for babies is it, does it actually then make parents feel like, oh no, I've got to, I've got to love my baby 100%, which means there's no room for when I don't want to love my baby because I need to love myself or my baby's triggering me and I'm actually not feeling very loving towards my baby right now. And what I didn't want is to, with the message of 100% love, to, ma- to make people feel that they have to suppress emotions other than love. But the thing is, love is everything. Love is the, the feelings that you have of anger or shame or exhaustion or fatigue or dislike. That those are To honour those feelings is love for yourself. It's the noticing of that and loving yourself through the fact that that's okay to have those feelings as a parent. So 100% love for babies is 100% love for parents and 100% love for yourself is not just loving yourself when everything's happy and yeah, brilliant and yeah, I'm nailing it and all of this. It's loving yourself in the same way when you see your child cry, if you need to cry, can you hold yourself? Can you love yourself? Because you are also an infinite source of your own love. So I really want, you know, I've sort of created a a really kind of narrative around it and a beautiful video to just explain to parents that 100% love for babies is 100% love for you. And it means 100% love for you in every aspect of you. And that's the light and the dark or, you know, whatever you want to identify it as. There's no there's no such thing as, you know, good parenting or bad parenting. It's just the meaning that we attach to it. You know, we can only be the version of the parent that we are at that moment. And we can always probably do more, but we could also do less. We just we just we just meet ourselves where we are and we're just like, okay, this is an experience. And the more we learn to do that with ourselves, the more we are able, the the more our children can see that that's what we're doing. And therefore they are learning that the the light and the dark within them is all okay, acceptable and lovable. And they are fully lovable as themselves. Exactly. That's self-love, isn't it? I mean, self-love is not just loving yourself when everything's going right. Love, you know, it's is having the compassion and kindness for yourself to 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 hold yourself in those moments. And I think it's really important um to to model that to children. And there's a great concept called rupture and repair, which is really useful to share with parents, which is you know, at some point, you know, you are going to probably get triggered by your baby or child, you know, not probably, most likely. And that's okay. You know, that's okay to have the rupture because there's something within you that needs to be expressed. Then you can step back and you can respond to yourself, give yourself what you need, whether you need some space, you need to breathe, you need to scream, you need to call a friend, whatever it is. And then you just come back and you repair it and you just say, you just offer your baby what they need when you have the capacity. If your if your child is old enough to understand, you can say, yeah, I'm sorry, you know, and that is modeling to uh, your child how to have a much more conscious relationship with yourself and other people and it doesn't uh it's not perfect you know perfect is we all walk around all the time you know perfectly respecting everyone's boundaries and being all love and light like 
I don't know any humans who do that. It's, you know, the human experience is a messy one of growth and learning that just allows our kind of soul, if you like, to, to evolve. And if again, if we start teaching this and modeling this and embodying it to children, we've probably got a chance of having less mental health issues where people are feeling all the time that they're failing, they're not good enough, they've got low self-worth, um, or the idea that success is something outside of yourself, which also can activate mental health problems because you 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 know you feel like you're never there wherever there is <laughs> so you know this work at the beginning of life is the first 1001 days of life from conception to two again loads and loads of research if you're a geek like me you can get seriously into this and lose yourself for a good time which i love you know so much yummy stuff about epigenetics which i could go on another whole podcast episode with you just on that because it's so incredible um and we now know that you know nurture is more important than nature we nature is about 10 to 20 percent of it nurture is about 80 percent of it which is why you know what we are doing at blossom and berry is transformational because we're actually holding the 80 percent we're we're modeling that in our groups because in our groups you're safe to be seen heard you're accepted you belong we're compassionate we're kind you know all of those things so if you are being held in that way then you have the capacity to hold yourself and hold your baby and then babies grow to understand that this is how we can be together you know in a space like authentically present connected so yeah so this is you probably realize now this is why i've been doing it for 20 years because it's not going away (laughs) and every moment i think to myself this baby's being born this baby's being born gotta get busy gotta get busy because you know um this is for me it's like you know ring the bell this is a national emergency we've got 1001 days to save the world yeah, this is the critical window. <laughs> every day, every day, there's another, the clock starts again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it is really important work because we're never actually, we're not taught this stuff. We're not taught, we're not taught love. I mean, I don't know if you know this about me. I went to, um, I went to relationship school for two years in, in Colorado to, st- to, to study the deep psychology of intimate relationships because we're not you know, we're not taught love, like we're not taught how to love. Um, And so I can really see the parallel here of actually just like saying stop, this is a really important skill to to learn. Um, And we're not being taught it in in our uh, national school curriculum. (laughs) You know, instead we're being taught maths. I mean, it seems crazy, seems really crazy. What do you think what would be a quick win for anyone listening to this podcast? I guess I'm trying to think, is there a way that you can, I, I guess we've got a mixture of parents and non-parents here. Like what, what can you give us to sort of experience more love in our, in, in any one of our lives um, through what you've learned? I'd say like the number one thing, the, the easiest way to implement love is presence. So that's whatever brings you into the present moment. I feel that's love because whatever brings you into the present moment opens your heart. And that's where you access love from in, from my understanding. This is my personal belief and experience. So when you're not present in your body, uh, when you're not present in the moment, you're not living 
because you're not here. You're, you're either in the past or the future. And so presence, cultivating a sense of presence, it's that easy. You know, it's that easy to show your baby you love them by just turning off your phone, you know, shutting the door and just really giving your baby their, your undivided attention um, and you're channeling your, you know, the greatest gift you can give is, is, the, is presence to another person because in that moment you have pure connection between you and another. You know, you're truly seen and heard. There's intimacy, you know, into me, you see. You know, that that is, that's what it is for me. So my tip would be, you know, for love for yourself, find whatever brings you into a state of deep presence. You know, whether it's music, dance, um, nature, drawing, you know, like flow state. You know, I love being in flow state, you know, whatever, whatever that is. And with your baby or your child, it's gen- you know, genuinely, you know, I think phones are here to destroy that, <laughs> you know, to put your phone away when you're around your, your child. You know, even with my teenage children, I try not to have my phone, you know, near me because, you know, I, I, I want to be present with them my phone's away if my phone's there I'm distracted I'm not present so I'm not fully connecting so yeah that would be that'd be it I love that the biggest present is presence like that's what that's the biggest gift the biggest gift we can give is 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 our presence that's so true seems so simple and yet so um and, and you're right I think in this current day and age where a day and age of total distraction it can be really hard to imagine just switching that all off just to give someone their direct presence but that's so rich and so such an act of love such an act of love and I mean you through Blossom and Berry you have you you sort of briefly alluded to to it before but I mean you've trained over 2,000 facilitators who are delivering this work across the world and now you you are actually teaching how to other heart-led entrepreneurs as yourself build their communities and spread their heart-led message I mean I don't even know where to start with what you want to share with what you've got going on because I can't even imagine what that what that is right now but what comes what 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 feels most present I guess for you right now in this moment um, to share with what is going on in the world of Blossom and Berry? So, I mean, I think I've been in Blossom and Berry now for 20 years. I'm now attracting other leaders, heartfelt leaders who want to scale um, the way that I have, like scale their, their impact um, and their income as well for what they're giving. They, you know, they're open to receive for that. Um, so, yeah, so in the last sort of couple of years, I've been doing mentoring uh, for kind of leaders. And now I've created the Love Millions Academy, which is my way to impact millions of people through supporting leaders in their leadership. Um, so the kind of four pillars are to love millions. So know what it is that you're here to do. What's your inner essence? What is it that you love? You know, you feel that passion for that you want to share with others and, and you can love millions through that. And then impact millions is then how do you do that? Do you 
to train others to do it? Do you, you know, have products and services that amplify what it is that you d- desire in a certain way? And then receiving millions, I think, is really important as well in terms of, uh, especially with women entrepreneurs, there's often lots of blocks around receiving money. And the idea, especially if you're in care or something to, you know, holistic spirituality, well-being that, you know, we can't receive because this is something that we need to do of service to the planet, which, of course, we do. But if we don't receive for it, we're not actually able to sustainably do that over a long period of time. So it's very important to receive millions as well. And then the last pillar is contribute millions, which is an absolute cornerstone of everything I do I have various charitable projects across the world because you know again anyone who's listening to this who does struggle with money mindset and working in the well-being space is as you receive that you are channeling that energetic currency if you like into your um you know into your field and then you get to choose uh, it's your sovereign right to then reinvest that. And if that means that you can redirect money that's that's circling around all over the place into places where, uh, you know, mindfully and consciously we can make a massive difference. Now, if we're not open to receive as female entrepreneurs, that money is getting trapped going around somewhere else that you you might not like that. So actually, by stepping up and being open to receive money, you become that channel for so much, so much good, you know, real incredible stuff, you know, either with your own charitable foundation, if that if, if that's your desire or your dream, or just simply by being a channel and letting it flow through you into other people who are dedicated and loving millions in their passion. So, yeah, so it's a really powerful sort of concept based on my shared experience and I think you know that's something that's really important to me is I do have 20 years of experience of building up my business from literally nothing I was a lawyer working in the city had no time no money and absolutely no idea and three children under three and a half had no idea whatsoever um to to where I am now and that's been a journey you know through ups and downs and this and that and you know, all sorts of directions and redirections and all of the things. And so I feel very grounded in my experience, my leadership and my mentorship to other women. And, uh, you know, that's what I love to do. I love, I want to love millions through loving millions because love creates love. (laughs) It's the same thing. I, I mean, I've been, I've been nodding profusely as we've been talking <laughs> about that because, you know, the Witchy Women has, um, well, just to mention, you know, Gail is one of our Witchy Women. She's on the Witchy Women platform. It's such an honour to have her there. And on the Witchy Women platform, we have Witchy Women's Wealth. And it's there for exactly the reason that you're talking about. It's like, because if we, when, when we are consciously spending money, in the areas that we feel passionate about supporting supporting people that we feel um we want to support this is a really powerful powerful uh, force in the world when we're doing it with with consciousness when we're doing it with awareness when we're doing it um from a from our hearts like that we we need more of this so i'm just sort of really nodding in resonance with you (laughs) as you were speaking about that that there are so many any many money blocks for heart-centered entrepreneurs and I, we, we need to transform that we need to transform that narrative like you know money is just uh, an amplifier an amplifier of the impact we want to make and we need to make sure that as many of us like really embody that um 
that mindset so that we can actually have a bigger impact a bigger impact in the world we need more heart-centered entrepreneurs out there um, making millions and contributing millions um to our economy I mean there's no there is not a clearer time that we that 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 can be demonstrated for the mess that we are in environmentally and economically right now for um whoever you know money is money is money is in the world but it's just circulating in the wrong hands um yeah absolutely it's just redirection you know it's just calling calling in you know exchanging what your your gifts you know what you love um you know so if we're all i mean you know i am people one of my ambitions is to stand on a stage and say listen it's all about love okay you think business is about money power control it's not if everybody was in their this full sense of love activating that through entrepreneurship or businesses that are aligned and conscious the whole entire world would be different because every single person that you met would be doing what they love they'd be in their genius zone you know we would no longer be working you know, we'd be simply existing in an in in an ideal state. Now, okay, that is a massive pipe dream because you also have things like social injustice and inequity, which so I'm not spiritually bypassing it, making out, you know, we all just do this because there are some deep rooted inequalities in the world that need to be tackled. And that's going to take generations and generations and generations. So I'm not saying I'm here to save the world at all, but all I'm saying is in my little bit of the world, I can do what I can to to share this message and embody it in that, you know, I do receive and then and then give and empower others in what they love, you know, because I'm not here so single handedly to do this. I want to do it in collaboration. I want to, like you said, you know, investing in sustainable brands means a little person with a business somewhere or a person with a big business somewhere is making is having more energy available to make and create more good stuff everywhere (laughs) so yeah it's 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 magnificent really it's like a whole new ecosystem built on love flowing everywhere so yeah and it's a real shift it's a real shift from this like patriarchal model and way of uh, and masculine um way of of working and living into a feminine way of 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 working and and living and you know the world really needs us to um to to step up in feminine leadership and 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 model what is possible from that space and it's really amazing to witness witness the shift um that I do see is happening and it's 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 really amazing to be part of that uh part of that change so what else do I want to say? We'll edit this be bit out. Don't don't worry. Don't you worry. What else do we want to say? I think that's oh, I think we've covered most of it actually. So, Gail, if people are wanting to find out about how to access the Blossom and Berry um, baby massage and uh, and yoga, where can they find where, where can they find you? And what 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 countries do you operate in? So. Uh, you can find out anything about Blossom and Berry um, on our uh, website, which is blossomandberry.com, or follow us on Insta, Blossom and Berry Baby Massage. We train people across the world. It doesn't matter what country you're in, because we also have uh, our 
well, our main language is English, but we also have it in Spanish. We have it in Italian. Um, and we're also translating into Arabic as well. So, you know, we really are <laughs> here for you. Um, so you can train with us online anywhere in the world. Um, and I'm also really interested if anyone's listening in supporting other charitable initiatives as well across the world. We have lots of free bursaries that we give out for specialised charitable projects, particularly working with vulnerable parents. So you can find out all about Blossomberry there. And then if you are a leader and you're inspired perhaps by what I've shared today, you can check me out at um, IamGailBerry.com. And on Insta, I'm I am Gail Berry. And yeah, that's where you can find out more about Love Millions Academy, uh, working with me on a one-to-one, also collaborative projects that I run throughout the year, retreats, events, all based on amplification of your essence, you know, which have come full circle, you know, 100% love. That's it. You know, whether you're a baby or whether you are a female entrepreneur, leadership is still the same. It's just tapping into that 100% love essence you have for, for the reason that you're here. So amazing. You're um, women on a mission and I'm here for it and I'm here for it. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your, edu- um, for, for your dedication. Thank you so much for the love that you are um, channeling through you and inspiring others and teaching others to experience, to feel, to give, to receive. Um, it's such important, deep, deep work. And um, I'm super grateful. You're welcome. It's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Body Mind Soul Seekers. If you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists, learn more about what they do and how they can help you, check out my new holistic healthcare platform, The Witchy Women. Or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people, book in a discovery call with me. Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.